So if you're interested in getting started, not only just getting started, getting started the right way, you're going to love the three steps that I outline in this episode. Let's go! Welcome to the Russell Westcott Podcast, helping real estate investors like you acquire the inspiration, knowledge, and skills that you need to start, grow, and scale the real estate investing portfolio of your dreams. So, hey, gang, hope you're having yourself a wonderful day. So if you've clicked on the link, obviously, you know what the topic of this presentation and this podcast and YouTube video is going to be about. It's all going to be about getting started. It's going to be getting started the right way. Be getting started. If I was getting started today in late 2022, what would I do? Now, first of all, before we jump into this, I just wanted to give a big congratulations and a big uh, thank you for all the brand new Raising Capital Academy members that have just joined uh, part of the program. You're in for a wild ride. You're in for a lot of uh, hand-holding, in for a lot of support. So just wanted to thank you for those of you if you've jumped on board or if you are listening to this, if you're a coaching client or a member of the Raising Capital Academy, just wanted to thank you. want to thank you for your um, trust. Thank you for your trust in the process. Thank you for your attention. And thank you for just being uh, a person who wants to take control of their lives. Thank you for somebody who wants more, somebody who just wants to take it up to that next level. So just wanted to thank you. Uh, Honor the process. It's going to get bumpy sometimes. It's going to get uh, you know rough. It's going to get a little confusing. It's going to get frustrating. You're going to go through all of the gamut of emotions, but we're going to have some equanimity and we're going to put a little calmness back into the market, calmness back into our actions, calmness back into uh, good stewardship and good leadership that we're going to keep moving forward. So just want to thank each and every one of you that are part of this community. And if you're not yet a part of it, no problem. Um, might be opening it again in the new year, but things will be changed when we do open it up again. And also might break it down into a, a little bit more bite size. So I've got a lot of plans for it. Let's put it that way. So, so here's the thing. Um, if you're getting started now, the reason why I am decided to record this podcast and not have, I actually bumped a couple episodes and pushed a few of them back and, and um, you know, did a couple pivots and all those kind of, you know, buzzwords out there. Is the reason I decided to bring out this message right now was because I was having lots of conversations and lots of people um, just getting started on their journey, which is fantastic. Now, first and foremost, congratulations if you're just getting started. You're, you're in for a, a very unique time in the marketplace and your future self will thank you for taking the actions in 2022, 2023 and done diving into this wonderful world of real estate. And I wish I had a lot of the resources that are out now when I first got started. But you know what? In some cases, um, and this is the conversation I have with people, is in some cases, there's almost too many things. There's too many resources that are out there right now. And I'm just going to get into a quick story here in a second. But I just first wanted to acknowledge, if you're just getting into real estate investing now, um, get some guidance get some support, be part of a good community. There's tremendous amount of resources. Um, have some patience. There's not a, uh, this is not a rush. This is not a, uh, you know, a get rich quick. This is a get rich over time. As a matter of fact, that's one of the things I've shared in some episodes of late is I think one of the problems is people have had, um, have had their perspectives skewed. 
not screwed, skewed in the last little while about the market has gone um, too fast, too quickly, up in only one direction for two, for the last, you know, let's call it five years. And um, a little bit of market normalcy is going to be coming into place after in some markets that have gone up too quick, too fast, are probably going to come down again and then they're going to, you know, flat for a bit and then they're going to start growing again. So that's some of the things that I've keeping my eye on and I've been advising my clients for the better part of the last couple of years of divesting out of certain markets, getting into different markets, pulling some chips off the table and some paying off principal residence, get access to all that capital. How do you raise more capital? How do you get more powder so you can take advantage of the opportunity that's coming? Because I truly believe there is an opportunity coming. Okay, so if you're just getting started, so back to the story. I was having lots of conversations with people and some people were sitting there and they're going, and I can tell sometimes about the questions that people ask when they start asking their questions about, you know, where their focus is. And and, and don't get me wrong. Um, I love the YouTubes and I love the podcasts and I love the interwebs, but sometimes there's just a little bit too much there. There really is. There is um, too much information there's not enough guidance. There's not enough direction. That the information's not the problem, or access to good quality information is not the problem. The implementation and where to start and pragmatically breaking it down into a step by step process is um, the problem that is not out there right now. And that's what I'm going to try to do in this episode. Now, this episode is not going to be a long one. I'm going to try to keep it under <laughs> half an hour. I, I, that's what I try. You know, sometimes I have a hard time saying my name in under half an hour, but I'll try to keep it under half an hour. But what I'm going to do in this one is for people that are just getting started, or even maybe you've bought a place or two, this will be a good foundational piece for you to revisit back to some of the foundation that you want to have for this game within real estate. Okay, so... Uh, um, back to the story. So when I first got started, um, you know what? There really wasn't much option, which good news, bad news. The bad news was there wasn't many options and there wasn't a lot of resources. The good news was I could keep really focused. That was the good news. You know, when I first got started, I dove headfirst into this uh, real estate world. It was right around 2002, late 2002, early 2003. And when I first got in, I jumped in hook, line, and sinker. I read the books. Books. Were there any books out? There wasn't really any books out that time. I went to the workshop. I went to the seminar. The only book really at that time was uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And then the whole series on Rich Dad, Poor Dad series. And the one that resonated with me was Rich Real Estate Riches by Dolph DeRoos. Jumped into that, went to a conference, uh, met Don R. Campbell, jumped into the whole uh, Real Estate Investment Network, then jumped into a whole bunch of training by Ron Legrand, traveled all over North America to try to make all this stuff work. And the thing that just Kept, I kept coming back to was uh, my investment that I had within the Real Estate Investment Network because it was monthly and it was focused on one strategy, buy and hold, okay? And that was the strategy that was focused on first and I decided to really just dive into that. And it was just a fairly simple strategy, simple but effective, simple but it worked, okay? Now there's so many strategies out there. When I have conversations and consultations with people, people are asking questions already about should I incorporate and what about the taxes implications and what about, you know, 25 how do I buy 25 to 49 properties and they haven't bought the first? Um, 
what about uh, commercial? What about uh, self-storage? Oh, geez, I saw this uh, investor girl, Britt, did this webinar on commercial properties in, in Texas. Wow, that sounds like such a wonderful idea, and you're out in Elbow, Saskatchewan. Okay, so there's so many things out there. There truly is. So what I'm going to try to do here is I'm just going to try to, you know, let's take a deep breath. Everybody all together, just take a nice little deep breath. We're just, I'm just going to slow down. I'm going to break it into three things. We're just going to take three simple action steps for you to do if you were just getting started. Okay. Action step number one, what I would highly encourage everybody to do if you're just getting started in real estate investing, would be pick up a copy of um, Real Estate Investing in Canada. Okay? That would be the first thing I would highly encourage you to do is pick up Real Estate Investing in Canada. So on the video, I'm holding up a copy of Real Estate Investing in Canada, and this is by Don R. Campbell. Many of you have probably gone through it and you've read it, and it's a wonderful resource. One of the first question people usually ask me is, well, when was this written? I, I think it was 2013, so it's been a while. Um, but that's not relevant, to be honest. That's not a relevant question. The relevant question is, is it still applicable, right? Fundamentals are fundamentals. Now, the big thing you will get by reading Real Estate Investing in Canada, the book, First of all, it'll get you really clear on why you're wanting to be a real estate investor. That's an important conversation to have because it's this is not an easy journey. It's not simple. Sorry, it is simple. It's not easy. Um, you need to get clear on why you're doing it. You need to get clear that you're committed that you want to dive into real estate because real estate can be all-encompassing. It can be a very a daunting task. There's a lot to learn. It is an entire lifestyle. It is a, an, an obsession. It's a passion. So I just want to make sure that you're committed to the process, but also why you're getting involved in there. Then the next thing it does is, is gives a, a good foundational piece on talking about um, how to analyze markets right? Does a very good job, a foundational piece on how to analyze properties from a standpoint of buy and hold real estate. It talks a lot about um, getting into um, qualifying for financing, um, a little bit of some property management, things like that. It's been a while since I read the book. I should probably take my own coaching and read the book again. There's negotiations. There's there's a pile of uh, wonderful stories that are in here as well, just to get you clear on why you're doing it and uh, set a very solid foundation. So that's step number one is pick up and read Real Estate Investing in Canada by Don R. Campbell. Step number two would be what I would encourage you to do is um, jump on, it's either my podcast or my YouTube channel. I did a five-part series. Now, let me just make sure I get this correct. It's episode 34 to 39 on my podcast. And if you're on my YouTube channel, if you go into my YouTube channel and you just click on the playlist, it'll be on the one, I think it's called Real Estate Investing Freedom Plan. There's a five-part video series there as well. So the next step I would do is after you've read Real Estate Investing in Canada, is jump on and watch those four, five episodes of uh, the podcast or the YouTube channel. And what that's going to do for you is number one is it's going to set a plan for you. Um, on the first part of that process, I, I identify a plan and how you can build out a $92,000 year income stream in 15 years or less. I break it down into phases. I break it down into actionable items. I break it down into, I think it's four phases over 15 years. I break it down into what you need to do. Okay, so that'd be the video one. The second video in that series 
we'll talk about all the obstacles that you will become up against. And then what we start doing is we start busting through those obstacles. So we talk about the obstacles, we start busting through. And then the next three parts in that series, we break through, we, we do a deep dive into busting through one of the biggest obstacles that most people feel in within real estate is the money is the capital, okay? And then we take the time to do that. So step number one, remember, real estate investing in Canada, read real estate investing in Canada, get clear in that. Step number two in the three-step process is uh, watch that five-part series or listen to the four-part podcast, okay? For five-part See the four or five on the podcast. I think I might've combined one. No, sorry. I combined it on the YouTube and I think it's five on the podcast. Okay, so that's the step number two. Then step number three is go have a conversation with a good qualified mortgage broker. Hey gang, we'll be right back to this exciting episode. But before we do, our friends from Streetwise Mortgages have jumped in here with an amazing tip. Fixed versus variable. What should you be taking right now in this market environment? Take it away, Dahlia. Hi, I'm Dahlia, founder of Streetwise Mortgages. I am getting the question of the century these days, which is, if my mortgage renewal is coming up or if I am purchasing a new property, should I take a fixed or a variable rate mortgage? To answer this question, I consulted with my rates oracle and unfortunately, this time her crystal ball is not working. So I'm going to share my observations and thoughts on how you can make the rate decision that is right for you right now. Up until the recent Bank of Canada rate increase in September, the five years variable rates had an advantage over the five years fixed rates. This edge has since diminished. The lowest national five years uninsured variable rate right now is at 4.9. And the lowest national five years fixed rate is at 4.84. And we are not yet at the top of the hill for variable rate increases. Given the tone of the Bank of Canada during the last meeting, that inflation is still persistent, although the average core inflation dropped to 5.23 from a revised record high of 5.43 in July. The market now expects that there will be another estimated 75 points off increase to the Bank of Canada's overnight trade by the end of 2022. It is likely that this will be the last round of increases, but the final decision as we all know, will be guided by where inflation, unemployment, and GDP are at at the end of the year. If history repeats itself, the central banks eventually lift off their feet off the brakes to re-stimulate the economy once inflation is in check. This won't happen anytime soon, but it is possibly going to happen sometime in 2024, according to many industry experts. With this in mind, although the five years fixed rates right now seem to be more attractive, if you choose to go with a five years fixed term, you would be locking in at the height of the rate cycle. If you can't sleep at night or want the certainty of having a fixed payment, I suggest one of two options right now. The first option is to go with a shorter term fixed rate of a one or a two years term, 
or to take a five years variable rate mortgage with a fixed payment. And when the prime rate goes up, your payment will remain stable, but the allocation of how much goes towards principal versus interest changes. When rates go up, more goes towards interest. If you can sleep at night and you want to stay on track of paying down your mortgage as rates rise, then stick with an adjustable rate mortgage as the payment will change as the rates change and you would still pay down principal as per the original plan and as per your original amortization schedule. With the variable or adjustable rate mortgage options, you will position yourself to benefit from the savings that will kick in once the rate starts to go down again in the future for the remaining term of the mortgage. For the one to two years fixed rate choices, you will likely have more attractive rate options to select from in the future at the end of the term. If you are selling a property and buying a new one and the closing is within 90 days, I would like to remind you of something very, very important right now. I'd like to remind you that you may be standing on gold and that you may be able to port a very attractive low rate fixed mortgage or a great variable rate mortgage with a great discount from your previous property over to the new property. So check with your lender if your mortgage is portable and you will have to qualify to port it. So do not discount that option and think that you must break away from the previous mortgage and get a new one at today's rates. If you have a mortgage coming up for renewal in the next six months, my suggestion is to look into that renewal early on and not wait for the last minute. So this way you can benefit from locking in options now and being ahead of the curve of any future rate increases. If you're looking for guidance on your rate choice, or if you have a renewal coming up and you're looking to explore your options, feel free to reach out to myself and my team at info at streetwisemortgages.com and we would be happy to guide you. Now, good qualified mortgage broker, I'm not just talking about any old mortgage broker that can just get you uh, your next principal residence or get you any one mortgage. I'm talking about a qualified mortgage broker that can help you build out a portfolio. Talking about a qualified mortgage broker that loves to work with real estate investors. Talking about a qualified mortgage broker that can help build a plan together for you. Now, on my podcast, you've been introduced to probably there's, you know, there's Keaton and there's Alex and there's Dahlia. I think there's three or four mortgage brokers. Um, every episode, um, the team from Streetwise and Dahlia Barsoom, she puts in a wonderful um, financing tip for everybody to do as well. And there will be one in this episode as, as well. So maybe highly encourage you to reach out, reach out to the Streetwise Mortgages team. They are experts in the field of dealing with investors, experts in the field about dealing with the requirements of what you will need to build a portfolio of properties. Now, Russ, you're sitting there going, Russ, you, you told us that we just wanted to focus on our first one. Yeah, I, I totally get that you need to focus on getting that first one and your first transaction. But at the same time, give some consideration to what the long-term plan is and work with a team member that's going to treat it like a chessboard. Like truly, 
if you sequence the things properly as uh, a real estate investor, some mortgage brokers are easier to work with at the be- or some more banks are easier to work with at the beginning and they're difficult to work after you have three or four properties. Some banks are easy to work out and they don't care how many properties you have. So why not save those until after? Now it's an entire, you know, chess match, right? It's an entire um, sequence of proper steps. That's why you want to have a good qualified mortgage broker to guide you through the steps. Now, how do you find a good qualified mortgage broker? And this might be an an entire another episode and deeper episode uh, on its own. But here's one of the questions to ask is, um, first of all, a referral, right? For somebody who's getting mortgages, uh, who do you use? Okay, good. I'm going to reach out and have a conversation with them. That's a, a wonderful place. To, to start as well. The next would be is ask that mortgage broker is, um, do you have a plan? Do you have a map? I know I'm just starting, but I do have goals. I watched this five-part video series and the person told me that I need to probably buy nine properties in the first five years in order to have three free and clear properties over 15 years and have a $92,000 a year income stream. So how the heck do I buy nine properties? That might be the question you want to ask the mortgage broker and then see what their answer is. Do they have a plan? Do they have a sequence? Do they have a map for you to follow on how to build out that portfolio? That would be a wonderful conversation to have. Okay, so and the, but the main reason why you want to have a good mortgage broker conversation, and I have that as step number three, is need to know where you stand financially. We need to know if you're able to qualify for financing or do you need help from others to qualify for the financing or do you need to learn how to raise other people's capital? So we just need to know where you stand. Okay, so remember, step one is read Real Estate Investing in Canada. Step number two is watch that five-part podcast and video series on building out your $92,000 a year plan. And then step number three is going and talking to a qualified mortgage broker to see where you stand financially. Because then once you've had those three steps done, we can then have the next level of conversation. Now, think about that. If you do the work and do those three steps, you'll be clear on why you're doing it. Okay, you'll be committed to the process that you want to know. You'll understand uh, some top line fundamentals on how to do the research on where to invest. You'll have some top line fundamental information about how to analyze a property. You've made a commitment and a decision on probably getting into buy and hold real estate. Okay, then you've also watched and you identify how many properties you need to buy over, say, a five to 10 year time frame in order to accomplish your goals over 15 years. And you know where you stand financially to see if you can qualify for financing um, to see how you can buy your first property. Now, I think I just counted off like seven things that you will know after you've done those uh, first uh, three steps. That is very key, very critical to have those decisions made and those decisions before you take the next step forward. If you're already thinking about taxes and structures and all that other kind of stuff and you haven't done those first three steps, you might want to just take a a pause, right? Just go, beep, 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 back the truck up a bit here, right? This is what we got to do. Let's go back. Let's read this book. Let's watch this five-part series and let's have a, a conversation with a mortgage broker to see where we stand. And then after that, I can walk you through the next step. Okay, gang, um, one of the things I like doing, and the really the key thing is this, I know I'm going to keep this one tight. Like I said, I'm going to keep it under half an hour. Um, the key thing with this one is focus, is, is the name of the game is just that focus. Because, um, you know, 
the like I said, the interwebs are wonderful for a bunch of resources, but it's terrible for breaking it down onto the next pragmatic step. Now, one other resource I'm going to offer you here, I'm going to tell the story very quickly, but if you want to go in detail into the full story, if you seek out on my podcast, if you go to episode number 54, I think it's, uh, I can't remember the exact title, but I don't know 100%. It's episode number 54. And affectionately, I call it the next telephone pole. Okay. And it's the wonderful story about Terry Fox on, you know, he had a big giant daunting goal. He wanted to run across the country. His big giant, his, his original big goal was to raise a dollar for every Canadian for cancer research. Okay. And I think at the time it was like 31 some odd million people. That was his target. And he had a big daunting goal of running across the country, but he had a big obstacle. A big obstacle. First of all, Canada's huge. Second big obstacle is he only had one leg. He was on a prosthetic limb. And so the long story really short, and I'll get into more detail not in episode 54, but by all means, please dive into it deeper. I remember watching a biography and they're sitting there and the, the interviewer said, Terry, you're out on the road and you're, you're running across this daunting country through all those elements and holy moly, you got to get through Quebec. <laughs> No comment. No, I'm joking. Teasing. I love, love La Belle Provence. Been there many, many times. Um, and you're doing this, Terry. Like, what is your focus? And he goes, you know what? My only focus is to make it to the next telephone pole. And I'm going to run across this country one telephone pole at a time. And that's no different than what this game of real estate is at the same time. Is you're going to take one telephone pole at a time. You're going to read one book, one chapter. You're going to then implement it. You're going to do your vision statement, your reason why. Then you're going to dive into the how to invest, uh, how to analyze properties. You're going to do one telephone pole. And then after you've done that, you're going to watch that that uh, five-part video series. And then you're going to build out your plan. And then after that, you're going to have a conversation with a mortgage broker, see where you stand, then each of those things will have multiple telephone poles within it. And then what you're going to just do is one step in front of the other, and you're going to run across this beautiful country of Canada, and you're going to accomplish all your goals within real estate, one telephone pole at a time. Okay, gang, I'm going to leave it there. That's the the simple three-step focused action that I want you to take if you're just getting started. Now, Let's, let's take this another step. So let's say you're a veteran real estate investor and you're um, taking the next step and you're maybe wanting to transition from residential into single family, uh, into multifamily or into commercial or you're taking the next step. Now, for those of you who uh, are just getting started, uh, close your ears for a second. For those of you veteran, the process is the same right? Get some good quality information. Maybe there's a wonderful book. I think there's a wonderful book on apartment building and commercial finance, uh, commercial investing by, oh, my his, his last name is Boyron. Is, is it Claude or Luke? No, it's Claude. Claude Boyron. And he has a wonderful book. So that would be the first step I would do is maybe read that book. And then uh, the next would be I would talk to a good qualified mortgage professional to find out um, where you stand financially in order, are you able to qualify or do you need help qualifying uh, financially for doing bigger properties? And then the next step after that would be in getting involved with the, uh, uh, you know, if you already have your area and you know where you're investing, find a good quality property source. But that's some next steps. That's your next telephone poles. We all have our different journey. We all have our different telephone poles that we are going down. Okay, gang, hope all that makes sense for you. And uh, what was your key takeaway from this episode? You know, are you going to follow the three steps that, you know, here's the simple things. 
three things. And some people sit there and go, well, Russell, that's too simple. Give me more complex. Until you've proven to be able to handle the simple, then we'll get into a little bit more complex. And, and I'm going to end it off with one, one final story here. Um, I was just having a recent conversation with one of my coaching clients and, and it, it, I just, honest to goodness, I almost had a tear in my eye and I had such this big grin on his face and uh, on my face is because a year ago, um, this fellow, when we were talking, he was, um, he was struggling. He was really having a hard time. He didn't really know the vernacular. He didn't know the direction he was going. He didn't know the market he was going. He didn't even know the property type, but he had, he had bought four places already. So he'd done, he'd done some action and his, his, um, his honest response, he, he said that, you know, I probably just did it by accident in many respects or haphazardly accomplished this. And then uh, for, of course, for uh, last year, we worked together and he's now pivoted into a different asset class. He's now consolidated some of his other properties, got rid of a few other places, and he's now really focused and honed in on one area, on one type of an asset class. And he was talking about some of the opportunities he's having. He was riffing off all these numbers and terminology and cap rates and diligence and people he was networking with. And honest to goodness, I felt like that's your proud papa. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, I go, I, I don't even recognize you anymore of what you've accomplished over this past year. Now, think about this for a second. If we, if we recorded that and I played that to you a year ago, what would you have thought about that person you just saw? He said, man, I, he said, I think I would have been talking in Martian or a different language. It would have been like some other kind of weird dialect would not have understood. But here's what happened in a year's time of some focus of taking the action and having the right person uh, that you align with, the right team that you align with, and the sky is truly the limit. Okay, gang, so implement from this the three steps you need to do one more time. Sound like a broken record. Read, Pick up and read Real Estate Investing in Canada. Watch that five-part interview series on my YouTube channel or episode 34 to 39 on the podcast. And then go see a good qualified mortgage professional. If you needed some referrals, um, check out my other episodes on my podcast. Lots of wonderful mortgage professionals on there. And then if there's a bonus step for those of you that are high achievers, go check out episode 54 on my podcast about taking the next step. There's a wonderful story within there. Okay, gang, hope all that makes sense for you. By all means, leave some feedback, leave a review. You know, just love the process of putting out this material. Love the process of being able to help people take that next step. And always... You know how we end these episodes. We end them all the same way, right? Consistency. But more importantly than consistency, it's a core value. It's how I want to live my life every single day and is how I want to be judged if I had a wonderful day or not. Remember, in every interaction you have with another person, always leave them feeling inspired, encouraged, and always come from a place of love. Bye for now, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Russell Westcott podcast. Before you run off, could you do us one final favor? Wherever you're listening to this episode, we encourage you to leave a review, share with your friends, and subscribe so you can receive the latest episode to keep you feeling inspired and encouraged for the entire week. Visit www.russellwestcott.com for more information, support resources, and upcoming speaking engagements near you. Bye for now. Bye for now.